once forged in the fires of PR and journalism, Curtis Dewar and Corey Westbrook united to create C-Squared. Now on our podcast, we interview musicians and other industry professionals to give you an inside look on how to take your music to the next level. Three. Hello and welcome to another edition of the C-Squared Podcast. Your host, Curtis, with my co-host, Aaliyah, and we are here again once again with Kevin Stewart-Panko. And we are here to talk about a very important subject that Kevin deals with all the time. Um, <laughs> it's important for your band. Uh, and it's a hefty subject. So it's the subject of premiere. So to start us oh, off, I'm going to get Aaliyah to lead, to start everything off and lead us in the direction of where she wants us to go here. Well, maybe we could start off by just talking about what is a premiere and what kind of opportunity does it give to a band having these on a on a website? Yeah, go. <laughs> I could start with this then because if Kevin doesn't want to, so um, I'm a. Yeah, go ahead, I, Curtis. I, I'm, just I'm so a, people know what we're talking about. Well, I'm a. I, I kind of have a divided opinion here. So on one hand, I, I think premieres are great because a, a lot of bands will not get covered at a place like Decibel, for example, or Metal Injection. Um, those types of places unless they get a premiere because sometimes there's just no spot to do a review i mean most of the time i know most of the magazines and the bigger sites they want to cover the bigger bands first because that's how they drive revenue and that's what people want to read so if it comes between you know like revocation and uh, joe blow underground band it's going to be revocation any day of the week for a review uh is that correct kevin before i continue uh or for sorry for a review yeah like i'm talking about like that that's why premieres are, are good for underground bands because a lot of times they can't get a review due to that factor right there um i mean yeah i i mean i, I don't know the the sort of protocols for other websites yeah so it's hard for me to say whether um like how metal injection or metal sucks or anybody how they do their thing but i know that the decibel stuff is basically it it all comes down to the writer who's putting that premiere together so it's like um you'll see premieres for bands you've never heard of yeah and at the same time you'll see premieres for bands you've heard far too much of yeah um you'll hear you know premieres for a band on their sixth or seventh record premieres for a band who just put out a demo yeah it all depends on in decibels case anyway it all depends on hitting up the proper or the appropriate person who's gonna who ends up digging your stuff and is you know is into it enough that'll say okay i want to roll with this it's not limited i mean you know as far as what goes into the magazine i mean that's entirely up to someone who's not me so i can't really exactly 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 that was basically um, my point the writer the writer can dictate the premiere versus usually with the reviews it's assigned right yeah, yeah okay yeah yeah so basically my my whole point on this whole thing is that a lot of times bands will not get covered by a major website unless they get a premiere which is good uh so basically just to kind of back it up because i think i kind of bypassed the first part that leah even asked is like what is a premiere it's basically like it depends so some sites want exclusive premieres. So a premiere basically means it's like the first time something goes out. So for example, if Kevin was going to premiere a band tomorrow, uh, technically he would be the first one to really, to have the track go up. So 
Aliyah, did I answer the whole question or did I go into a different? Yeah, I mean, we're just sort of bridging into the topic. Like, yeah. um, I think that that really covers it. Um, like you said, it's just kind of if you get a premiere on a site that you may not otherwise um, get noticed by, that can give you a lot more coverage and exposure than you would have had otherwise. But also, like Kevin said, it's really important to do your research and make sure that if you're an independent independent band independently pitching your stuff to writers on websites, it's important that you're pitching it to the right writer who is into your genre of music and that you've done your research in that regard. Um, so then delving into the kind of anatomy of a premiere, there is a section typically where you get a, an exclusive quote from the band. And that is like band says about this track, Yes, interjection. Excuse, excuse me, teacher, I have a question or a comment. <laughs> Please comment, am I right? Um, no, no, I just wanted to throw in that it, a premiere doesn't necessarily, it can mean a single song, a video, a full record, an EP. Like it can be, it doesn't have to be like a single. I think it was, which is what I think we might've been sort of focusing Fair. on what we were saying. It can yeah. be anything that a band wants to throw out there first, basically, so. Anyway, sorry, go on. Totally, that's important to note, yeah. I I uh, may have implied that it was uh, something other than that, but yes, single, video, um, full album, whatever. Um, but yeah, um, Curtis was saying, and we've been experiencing some issues lately and all in all time with quotes from bands. What is like your dream quote from a band to, well, to actually feature in a premiere dream I, okay well okay let's back up a bit and sort of say okay what i the way i like to run these things is um okay i'm gonna go with band x and we're gonna run their new ep as a premiere so the way i like to do it and this is just me personally i you know any and this is another thing too, like different, different people, writers or whatever, will have different ways that they want to put their posts up. I like to do it where that I say my dumb shit about um, whatever, a band, their stuff, um, draw some dumb parallel to entertain myself and hopefully others. And then I like to also not, not just let it be about me and what I'm writing. I like to sort of say, okay, we asked the band to sort of discuss what we are premiering take the floor guys and gals let like let us know what we're premiering is about from the people who created it and i think this is what what we're kind of getting towards because a lot no, i want to say a lot of time but you know enough of the time that it's you know we're talking about it now that i'll ask i'll ask a band for you know a quote or a description about like yeah well and I'm, and as you know, Curtis, I'm really loose about what um, I will ask from a band. I'll just say yep. any part of the process. If you want to talk about like recording the record, um, the, the song itself, writing it, whatever, the title, the anything, just give me something about this song, video, EP, LP, whatever. And I like this, you know, like I said, I like to say, you know, let them take the floor and tell us about it. And this is, you know, this should be where the people who wrote this song, directed the video, whatever, have a time to say, a chance to say, 
all right, this is what it's about. And hey, cool, we're having a forum for us to not just have it be about the music, which ultimately is what it is about, but anyway. And I think that what happens a lot of the time is I just kind of get really shabby quotes that are kind of weak. And I made a joke about it the other day <laughs> and, and it's kind of blown up into a podcast episode. So here mm -hmm. we are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I want to interject here. So um, I'm not going to name any of the, any bands in particular, but uh, we, like Kevin had mentioned the other day, if I, if I, if I may, um, a lot of times a band will put all sorts of money into a video, make it look all snazzy and nice and beautiful. And then the quote he'll get back will be something like this album fucking rules, go listen to it or something stupid like that. Yeah. Something like, yeah, I'll see you in the pit, you know, kind of thing. It's yeah. just like, like, you know, sell yourself a little, you know what I mean? Like, exactly everybody's doing it on every other social media platform like you're pimping yourself out to the world like just take a little bit of time write something down whatever and and i don't ask me and you know this as a you know this for sure or as a, for a fact i say you know 100 150 175 words just give me something yep yep and you know i mean i'd say six seven times out of ten i do get something workable usable that much? But, um, wow! I thought it would be like three out of ten. Well, good. you know, <laughs> our batting average is like way less. Like yeah, our ratio fucking sucks compared to that. Like I've had to get <laughs> quotes redone. I'm not joking you. Four times in the past week alone, just for not just. For I like the word count approach. I've been telling people like three to five sentences, but I like yeah. the word count approach. I'm going to start using that. That's right. that's actually a really good idea. And you know, like I said, it's very open ended you know this stuff better than anybody else so you should be able to express yourself about it somehow um and i you know I, I recognize that this is probably new territory for a lot of young bands and new bands and bands that are working with pr people yeah so they're i'm gonna like you know give people the benefit and doubt and probably say that they're not used to doing something like that and you know, to be fair as well, I mean, I, I deal with experienced band, bands as well who maybe not, I wouldn't say are, aren't used to it, are probably more sick of it, <laughs> are sick of doing it. So it becomes a thing where it's like, okay, but, you know, when you look, when you think about it, this is what you people signed up for. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not only that, but I mean, it's like they, 99.9% .9 of the time, I would be, I'd be willing to bet they asked you not you asked them so it's kind of like you're doing them the favor by doing the premiere is my my kind of my opinion on it well yeah and also i think that what what i think some people and you know correct me if i'm wrong like sure. just, i've thought about this over like over the years and and i'm not going to single out anybody but i'm sure you've seen it happen where you, you you start to see a lot of people or bands i should say making demands or saying that um you know you, you you get a lot of we don't want this to be out by a certain date or i only yeah. have this date available can you do this so it's like oh no the premieres dude come on you're a band nobody's heard of and somebody's going to put you on decibels website yeah i'd be pretty fucking happy if i was still in a band and some some dipshit was going to put my dipshit band on on Decibel's website because they liked it. 
I wouldn't start going, oh, you know, okay, well, you know, that's cool and all, but I'm going to make a demand and say, well, you know, the premiere has to be this day because this is what day it's going on live on Bandcamp. It's like, yeah. ultimately, I mean, you know, I hate to be the bearer of honest and bad news, but ultimately, not a lot of people are going to care. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I've had this discussion with many people and broken, you know, many sort of... Um, Hearts? No, maybe not hearts. Um, sorry, what'd you say, Aaliyah? Broken many hearts. Uh, no, no, not may maybe hearts, but maybe like um, just sort of shattered expectations, maybe mm -hmm. about like what something like that is going to. I mean, we had this, we also had this discussion, what was it, a couple months ago about like when we were talking about were like our premieres or whatever, like really as effective yeah. as it used to be. Yeah. Um, you're rolling the dice with any of this shit, really. Yep. Um, so, you know, you should, I don't know. I, I would be happy. I can only, I can only say or express what I would feel if I were in a band and someone was paying attention to us that wasn't related to me. And I'd be like, all right, cool. Someone else cares. And I used to be, I, to go back to um, like the 90s, I can tell you like a story that predates the internet, but it's kind of, mm -hmm. kind of related. So I used to, you know, I played in a bunch of bands over the years and I was in this one particular band with a couple of like, kind of like real curmudgeonly grizzled veterans of the Toronto music scene. And they were adamant about not telling people when we were playing shows because they were like, if anybody's going to, you know, come and see us because we want it to be on our merit and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, that's cool and all, but dude, we're playing a shitty bar in Toronto and no one knows who we are. Like at least invite your girlfriend or something. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we, we'd have, we would have these like just tets about, well, at least, you know, tell somebody because, you know, we might as well just play in a rehearsal space if we're not going to tell anybody we're playing a show. I agree. One, I, I do, I do uh, agree 100% on the demands. We've, we've had that too, where it's been like, I remember, I think it was a few months ago, uh, we were dealing with, it wasn't with you, it was with a different writer, and I think it was a Decibel, and the band, we got, they wanted the premiere, at, was it a Decibel? I can't remember where it was, but anyways, they wanted the premiere, they only wanted it at this certain date, and again, it was like a debut album type thing, and uh, they only wanted it on that date, we got them the premiere, and then they were upset, it was not the exact date that they wanted, and it was like, exact same thing you're saying i mean they find they finally you know rolled over on it and they they began to see the logic on it but at first it's like well why can't they do this well the writer only has that one day available right so yeah, yeah. like what am i supposed to do for you like you're nobody right like i didn't and say this, that but well i mean whether you're nobody or not this is yeah. something that bands are going to um are going to encounter for, throughout their careers like I've, you know, I've been reading a couple of, you know, band biographies lately, and there's all kinds of stories about labels shifting release dates on people. Yeah. Um, you know, delaying an album because they wanted to make money off a previous release to sink into, you know, and then so something got delayed six months. And by that time, it was like all the momentum had been killed. And, um, and then you have something like COVID, which, you know, like just added two years to everything. So, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of hardship and heartbreak and 
all that kind of stuff when it comes to not getting things exactly the way you want, exactly. when you want, um, and how you want. And yeah, it sucks. And yeah, I hate to tell people it sucks, but it sucks. And but you just kind of have to like with anything, roll with it, roll with the punches, um, do the best you can with what you have, basically. And yeah, <laughs> I guess that. Yeah, I mean, it kind of, we actually just did a little <clears throat> ranting episode about entitlement. Um, yep. A, a little while ago, and it's it's interesting how it kind of applies to the situation as well. It just the bands that you see being most praised and loved throughout time are always the people that don't act entitled. Not always, but almost always the people that don't act entitled the people who are flexible and roll with the punches. And so. I think part I, of the thing too, though, I, I just, just to play devil's advocate a little bit here, um, looking at it from the mu musicians aspect is like, I mean, they have, they, ha it's their baby and I can kind of understand that they want to have it by a certain date. You, like I, I understand it, but at the same time, it's like for the PR person it's so and the funny writer. That you apply it to biological pregnancy because you also don't get to pick when your biological baby. True, that is true. That is true. That is true. That is true. That is a very good point. I never even thought about that. But thank you, Elena. Good one. That is, good. That, that is that is that is true. Uh, but granted, you'll know roughly what it's going to arrive. Usually, not always. Sometimes it's sometimes it's early. Sometimes it, that's true. That's true. Exactly. And that's you true. know what? You got to roll with it. You do, you do. That is very true. Uh, but anyways, I can kind of under understand that viewpoint because, I mean, it's their creation, not their baby. I'm going to take that part back. And uh, they want to be in control of it, so I can kind of see that. Uh, but at the same time, uh, most most bands, when you explain to them, like, for example, like if I wanted to, like if someone said to me tomorrow, I would really like a premiere at Decibel, band hasn't even announced the album, and um, there's no release date yet. And if I said to them, you have no shot in hell, because, for example, Kevin's booked up through, I think you said November. I know Sean's booked up through November or something like that. And I, I think one other writer I spoke to is the same way. So if, if they said that to me, I would be like, you have no hope in hell. You have to move the release date. And if they got demanding on me, I probably wouldn't take them to the client. But anyways, anyways Kevin, do you want to comment a little bit further on that? Um, I was going to, well, I had a couple of things. I, I was going to say... About the entitlement thing, yeah. in your guys' minds or eyes, is that a, uh, a, do you think that's a generational thing or an experience thing? I want to hear Aaliyah's viewpoint before I say. Well, I've definitely seen people who are older be entitled and younger right. be entitled. So I don't think it's a generational thing. Okay. I think it's something else. I don't know if it's an experience thing either. It might just be a personality trait thing. You know what? It's Glass essentially soon, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I thought to myself, well, think about it this way. It's like, okay, it might be a generational thing because just the younger generation and entitlement. It might be an experience thing because when you're like, you know, say for example, um, you know, band has a trajectory that kind of goes like this and then kind of goes like that. When they get to this point, they're so used to something like this that it's like, damn, man, like, you know, they, they, they kind of either subconsciously or not act like proverbial rock stars, I guess. Because sure. They've been treated like that in the past. Um, I think. I think it depends on the person, though. I have a viewpoint that I think it depends upon the person because I've I've seen people that are very experienced and been around for a long time who are super easy to deal with, super flexible, 
But then I've reversely seen one people that have been around for a long time. They expect, you know, like, you know, to be treated like God, like you said, but it also happens to people that are new. So I don't know if it's necessarily a generational thing or even an experience thing. Cause right. it's hard to say, like, like we did a campaign for uh, Sarah Jezebel Diva, who was, you know, she was in Cradle of Filth. She sung on so many classic albums. Easiest person in the fucking world to deal with. Just easy. Right. She, she should be fucking demanding shit of us all the time and just being like a total diva. But she's, you know, you explain stuff to her. She goes, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, works for me. And, you know, she, but she's been around like, what, since 96, 95, something like that. And on all these classic albums. But reversely, you'll take a new band who has no experience might be demanding to have their premiere on a certain date. This happens this way. They want to read all the copy, correct all, everything in the copy, even though you have no grammatical mistakes, but insist you do. Da, 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 da. It's yeah, it's hard to say. Sorry, Leah, I cut you off. No, you did not. Okay. But yeah, just, just to get back to that for a second, like, I mean, the entitlement, like we've also had bands do it. Like, just like I said, where it's like, you know, they get a press kit written for them perfectly worded um but then they want to change the entire thing you know change the grammar change everything and you tell them and you're like dude this isn't going to work it's not going to fly with with the reviewers they're not going to like it they're going to they won't want to open the kit or read or listen to music do it anyways so i don't know what to tell you kevin man if you think i mean if somebody if some of these bands think that this is an issue who just wait till they have to start dealing with management companies jesus christ <laughs> even fudder even fudder oh, dude, don't even get me started <laughs> um now i just realized we're, we're almost at the 25 minute mark so or 20 minute mark well, rather so yeah we are but that's we've still got plenty just, plenty of time just, to work here i'm just telling you Leah. just telling you um we could dive into the management thing for a second if you oh, want boy it. don't kevin's gonna go off for like hours uh, i can I, feel it no no i mean i I'm not going to go off on anybody in particular. I'm just saying that when you get into management, you're dealing with, it's, it's, it's the same formula when you talk about, um, you know, the more, what is it? Too many cooks in the kitchen or whatever yep. it is. Like, yep. it's not, you, you just, it's just another layer of people you have to deal with who have their own personalities and demands and issues and wants and this and that. And sometimes, you know, you know, I don't know, sometimes, well, you know, you, you play the, what is it? The, the, the phone, phone call game where you like, telephone. Something, yeah, something. Telephone. yeah, yeah. You see, and by the time, you know, stuff isn't exact. Musicians aren't exactly the greatest at communicating you know, on a, on the That's best. That's why they write all their lyrics and poetry. Let's, let's, let's be honest here, man. There's, there's a lot of spectrum activity out here in the arts world. <laughs> and a lot of that has to do with like there's like there's just some communication issues and i you know i'm i'm not gonna you know i'm not saying i'm like some high and mighty freaking um steve flynn from atheist who's actually got like what like a master's in communication so you know he he, he knows the he knows the deal i'm just saying like you know a lot of you know a lot of stuff gets lost in translation or doesn't get conveyed properly or the way it was so i mean i'm just saying like when you start adding stuff into that a band of that's sort of like frustrated now with like little thing like this yep. is in for a world of hurt. If they think that, you know, however many yeah. years down the line, assuming they even get that far, that they're not going to have to deal with this times a million um, as they go on. And I mean, like anything, it's like, you know, whether it's you're playing music or whether you're 
working a shitty job or a great job even it's like you know you have to kind of like we were saying in the beginning you gotta roll with what you're roll with the punches or do, you know do deal with what you have and make something of it i guess or be flexible and stuff like that so i wanted to bring something up because Aaliyah is the current currently the only active musician here i don't think kevin's active or has been for a while so um so Aaliyah, just just to bring just out of the curiosity so for being flexible as to date so like let's say let's say that your band let's say you wanted to release let's say let's do a video since we had the prop since we had the video thing happen before so let's say how would how would you work it out if like let's say for example kevin agreed to do a premiere for your band video sight unseen we'll say just because he heard the track in three months right sure so what what would you do in that case if you were like running behind or something like that just out of curiosity just I'm giving a scenario here just to see how you'd roll with it well that's like a delay on my part that's not no I know but what would you so so how so how would you deal with it though just like if something like that happened so I'm trying to give people advice so I'm asking I'm asking someone who who would like who could potentially be in that position at some point well, um, if you're running behind, you communicate with people and let them know okay. how far you're running behind. Try to estimate how far you're running behind. Try to be precise with that. And um, yeah, just know that if you change things, then things might change on you. Like you, your deals might fall through and your premieres might fall through if you can't deliver on, on time. So, so I don't know, does that answer the question? I think so. Cool. Cause, cause Isn't I that what say, you were fishing for? Sort of, but then I wanted to ask Kevin. So then, what would? So then, Kevin, how 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 should a band best handle it with you then, if that happens in in like not her case specifically, but I'm just saying like the band band you agreed to do the premiere for, uh, they had a video coming up it's in like two months or something like that. You know the band, good band, uh, but now they can't deliver, and they found this out three weeks ahead of time. So what 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 should they do with you if this something like that happens? uh what should they do i don't know i mean just tell you they're fucked up that they just, gotta move the yeah, date or... know, just yeah people you know shit happens man i mean i i I'll, I'll do what i can to accommodate if it's stuff coming in at a later date or if like stuff is gonna be down to the wire but yeah. i mean as much as it seems like it's a big deal because we're talking about it and i know that people you know invest a lot of time and money and energy into this stuff yeah it's i don't want to minimize it by saying it's not that big a deal but in a way it isn't because stuff can be moved around and i i and maybe this is just my naivete but i'm still you know firmly of the belief that the coordination that labels and whatever try to do with release dates and having this you know lead into this amount of time lead into this and the single coming out and, and the second single coming out and then the third single coming out and then the album really, I mean, to me, it's sort of like, I mean, I, I'd be, okay. And I've said this before to you guys, I, I'd be happy if I was in a band that sold consistently, like, you know, however many numbers of records or however many, whatever the, the metric is these days, consistently over the course of a year, as opposed to, we did all this stuff blew our load on release day and then no one cared after this after a week you know what i mean like it's having something to come out on a specific day because your release date is great i guess if you're like metallica slayer exodus um whoever 
you know. But if you're, what was the name of the band you had? Joe Blow Thrash Band? Is that what you said earlier? Yeah, if you had Joe Blow Thrash Band, <laughs> like, you know, like, it's not, it's not going to make that much of a difference. Sorry. <laughs> like, you can still promote at the same level, whether your premiere or whatever gets aired uh, at Metal Injection on March 18th and then Decibel on March 31st. Yep. And your release date is April 2nd, but then something fucks up and your your second premiere has to show up on April 17th. It's like, really? It's yep. It's not that big. Of, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm a bit, um, like I said, maybe a bit naive about these kinds of things. I've never actually had to do it on the opposite end of the musician side of things and having to time and coordinate this stuff. But Maybe I'm just a, a more inquisitive music fan where it's like, okay, well, you know, if I stumble across something, I'll keep it in the back of my mind and want to check it out. I'm not, I'm not just going to forget about something. I mean, I, I will in my old age, but I'm not just going to forget about something because it's not in my face all the time. You know what yep. I mean? Well, just to uh, add, add to that, just, I, on the PR end, I always want to schedule personally, but I mean, if it needs to be moved. Well, of course you do because you have a schedule and everybody, yeah. has, you know, but I'm just saying like, like I said, shit happens and stuff gets moved exactly. around and it's not the end of the world. Exactly. Well, we, we've had that, like, you know, something happens. It's like, they got to move the date and it's like, Oh, we got to move the date. What are we going to do? We send out an announcement. It's moved. That's it. It's yeah. not right. a big deal. Like who fucking cares? It, it'll give you time to do a better quote. Exactly. Or better <laughs> quote, or you can do better, or you can, you know, you can set up your pre-sale, you can set up your pre-sale or something. Right. So there's, there's always, like there was, there was some major bands uh, during COVID. They had to move and they had to do it many times. So, yeah, nobody died, right? Well, so, well, well, nobody. Okay, not, no, no, not because of album dates. Not, be, not because of the album. No, yeah, that was poorly worded, but you guys know what I meant. Uh, but anyways, like a good example was when we had uh, Chris from Under Oath on. He was telling us that they were supposed to release their album. I think it was in November, and then they got told. I think it was like three weeks before the release date that their vinyl wasn't going to be ready for another three or four months. So they just had to, you know, they had to roll with it. And I mean, that's a major band and it happens, you know? Yeah. I was interviewing someone recently who were, who were talking about how, so my, one of my standard um, questions when I do interviews these days, because it's, it's relevant to everybody is how is your new release affected by COVID and in what way? Because every album that's going to come out for the next year, year and a half is affected by this shit somehow. Um, and, you know, they were saying that it wasn't so much the writing and recording that was affected. It was once they were done, it was the weight that they had to uh, sort of uh, keep in mind or accommodate for, for vinyl manufacturing. And this is a band that's on Metal Blade. So they were talking about um, release or the release of their record, which is coming up soon, I guess, September? Maybe October. Now they were to talking Google about the release is. of that in fucking January, and it's like, you know, that this is the kind of stuff you have to sort of be aware of and be able to sort of say, okay, well, we're going to have to deal with it. There's nothing we can do about this massive backlog of manufacturing. You can't, you know, you're whining and complaining isn't going to get you to the front of the line, right? <laughs> Not going to do jack Usually shit. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Aaliyah, we are probably running out of time, I'm thinking, but yeah, if you just to, keep to wrap things up, um, 
Kevin tried to bring it full circle by saying maybe that'll give you time to write a better quote. So just to wrap things up, you're a writer. Sorry. One of your one of your expertise. One of my, one of your areas of expertise is writing. One of, um, one of my areas, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so can you give a few quick tips for bands to help them write a better quote? For a feature no you know what there there isn't even i don't i wouldn't even say that i i'm looking for anything in particular all i all i'm asking is okay not i'm not, not not sorry not i guess what i'm asking and offering at the same time is i'm giving bands artists whatever this open-ended space to say to you know to basically discuss what is being what people are going to you listening to watching whatever probably for the first time anything about it i don't care i mean you can be funny you can be serious you can be like pedantic about it you can talk about like you know how many minutes it took to write the song and you know what fucking gauge string you used on your guitar i don't care i mean as long as there's something in there about what we're talking what, what's on the table um fair enough fair enough I got something when Kevin's done. I'll be done. Let, I'll let you talk because. Okay. I got a good I'm kinda, example. I, I, kinda, I think I'm just sort of talking in circles at this point. So. So here, 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 here's how I like to do it. This is what I've been doing recently. Talk about what the song is about. You know, talk about the recording process. If you want talk about uh, the theme of the album, if it's an album, whatever, right? Uh, just talk about maybe the influences of the song, anything you want to say, because the one common complaint that I get from bands is that the writer does not fully understand the music or they had got a different idea from it than what they in, had intended, like basically what Kevin was saying. So this is your opportunity to say from yourself in a non-salesy way, I want to point out, because sometimes bands will then do a fucking commercial where it sounds like they're fucking selling cars or something like that. Just in a non-salesy way, from the heart, say what it's about. Like Kevin said, if you want it to be goofy, totally cool. Just do like three to four lines from the heart saying exactly what the song is about or your influences or something to make it interesting so people will want to read and the writer does not get a misconception of the song or album. That's my two, two cents. That's a, that's a very good point because... Um... I'm going to guess, like you said, people have said that, you know, writer X doesn't see the music the same way. And you know what, you're going to, you're going to get a hundred people in a room listening to it. You're going to have a hundred people hear it differently yeah. and come up with whatever. And, you know, admittedly, like I said, when I, when I sort of map these premier things out, my, my, my personal go-to is to like, just write something that, you know, makes whatever connection in my own head between whatever I'm hearing and whatever I'm just, you know, whatever's yeah. rattling around in my brain. And it, it's not always going to be super serious. It's not always going to be spot on. It, nine times out of 10, it probably isn't. Yep. But that's my reference point. And like you said, you know, if you want to even, if you, if you want to put it this way, set, set that writer straight, make him look like a fucking idiot, yeah. him, her, whatever. Yep. Make him look like, oh, I'm an idiot. Yep. Make him, and, make him like think about, make him rethink what he thinks about your own, your music. I don't know. Well, I, like I have that. no idea, man. I, I, I'm just, you know, it's to me, 
and this is i think this is where my frustration is maybe it's because i, I you know i write so much about stuff yeah that to me it just seems easy yeah. i don't see what the big deal is but maybe it's not as easy for other people and maybe that's where there's a bit of disconnect because yeah. this is what i do yeah this is what i've always done since i was a little kid um and it just kind of natural to me like when i was in a band i wrote all our press like bios and press releases and stuff and it wasn't you know some of it was serious some of it wasn't some of it was just complete horseshit but yeah. it just it just came out of me so i i did it um and maybe you know maybe that's why people play guitars instead of you know sitting at maybe that's why keyboards. yeah writing a compelling short piece about your album quotes or whatever can be difficult but hopefully Today's podcast has helped you guys, uh, the listener, have an idea of what you can put in your quotes for features. Um, Kevin, thanks for coming on again. Great talking right. to you no as problem. always. I was also going to say something. I mean, th this quickly, this also is going to um, sort of manifest itself or it's going to be something that's going to be like expanded upon when these bands, as they grow, start doing email interviews because they're going to have to like write more about themselves than yes. the 150 words that I'm asking of them. So, you know, if you want a take home message, it's, I guess one of the take home messages, get fucking used to it. Yes. <laughs> yep. Get used to it. And uh, if there's nothing else, I'll go ahead and wrap things up. And until next time, everyone. Make like a bull and throw those horns up. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on your platform of choice. You can also join the conversation by following us on any social media and suggesting guests or topics you'd like to learn more about. Thanks for listening to C-Squared.